Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Weekend Warriors, the foreign affairs podcast that asks... What else is happening in the world? I'm S.E. Cup. Lots of foreign policy news dominating the headlines right now. There's the ongoing Brexit fight, North Korean missile tests, U.S. trade war with China, Mexico unrest in Venezuela. But still relentlessly undercovered, the Syrian genocide and refugee crisis continues. Nearly 300 civilians have died just since April To be clear, it is June. Assad has declared the civil war over, but it isn't if you're in Idlib province, where Assad regime and Russian airstrikes continue. Over 250,000 have already fled, and that's adding to the already catastrophic refugee crisis that now numbers well into the millions. Uh, By way of background, some three million civilians live in Idlib province, Syria. Most are IDPs, that's internally displaced people, meaning Idlib is full of Syrians who fled other regime advances elsewhere in Syria, and Idlib was the last refuge. It's a refuge no more, Assad has seen to that. And if Idlib is captured, many will die, many others will have to leave Syria. Now, Russia's leading the current assault on Idlib with targeted airstrikes on schools and hospitals. You heard me right, schools and hospitals. Barrel bombs, bunker busters, cluster munitions, ship mines, all being fired against civilian targets. And that's, of course, a direct violation of a September 2018 ceasefire signed with Turkey. What can be done to stop this and who, if anyone, will do it? That has been a question we've been asking since 2011. I'm joined now by Basam Rifai, Syrian-American Council spokesperson, National board member, thanks so much for joining me again. Uh, sad to say we have to keep having very similar conversations. But here we are. At least we're, we're having them. Um, so put this final fight o- over Idlib in perspective. Most people have kind of forgotten about Syria. And yet in some ways the worst may be yet to come. Well, for uh, to begin with, thank you for having me on. Uh, I'd like to really point out and bring home that, uh, like you said, Idlib is the last stronghold. Um, If Idlib falls, there's nowhere for these people to go. They've been pushed around from, you know, place to place within Syria, and they have nowhere else to go. If if Idlib falls, we're going to see a mass exodus of people going into uh, Turkey, going into Europe, that they're going to be seeking refuge in the United States. They're going to be looking to leave Syria. They have nowhere else to go. There have been uh, a number of confirmed cases where people have left Idlib uh, seeking refuge right now, uh, trying to find other places within Syria to go. Uh, and the, those people have wound up in jail mm. and killed and tortured by the Assad regime. Uh, 
so they have nowhere else to go besides outside of Syria. Here in America, help put in perspective, why do we care if they have nowhere else to go? Why do we care if they spill into Europe, if they, you know, spill into the Jordanian camps, if they spill into Turkey? Tell Western audiences why that matters so much. Well, for one, we saw what happened uh, the last time there was uh, a, a mass exodus of Syrians uh, from uh, leaving the war. Uh, it, it did not, it did not, the, Europe was not prepared for, yeah, right. for that situation. There were thousands of people who were killed trying to uh, go through this migration. Mm. There were uh, uh, policy issues within the European Union. Uh, we saw that there were issues for Syrians coming to the United States. Uh, we saw there were issues coming to Canada. There were issues for Syrians all over the world. Yep. The world cannot handle a few million people added, added to the population of whatever country they end up going and to. And their economies. And their economies. Which are being burdened. Yeah. Um, and, and we should point out, of course, no refugee wants to be a refugee. These aren't, you know, people who, who, who want to be burdening other economies and other countries. Of course, they want to be home. But um, in many cases, they have no choice. Uh, I mean, President, Jor Jordan, Jordan and Turkey, they, they Jordan, Turkey, uh, Lebanon, you know, they've already been pushed to the brink. Yeah. Uh, Jordan's closed its borders. Lebanon, uh, Turkey is sitting with with millions of Syrians in its borders. It's 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 at its maximum. Right. It can't handle anymore. So President Trump tweeted this month uh, against the attacks in Idlib. The world is watching this butchery. What is the purpose what will it get you? Stop. That was his tweet. Uh, I assume sort of uh, against Assad. But Russia and Assad appear more determined this time than any other. Attacks continued after that tweet. The regime made new military gains. Do Assad and Putin have any reason to believe someone will come to stop them? So it's interesting you say that because... Uh President Trump has tweeted a couple of times before about Syria, and it only seems to instigate uh, uh, Bashar al-Assad and the Russians. Why specifically do you think that the, is? The Russians. I think it's because they know that there's no policy behind. There's no teeth. There's, there's, yeah, there's no bite to, yeah. to these tweets, mm. right? So a, a tweet is not, it's not a, a, a policy. It's not, um, there's no actionable item behind it. Uh, and so we've seen after the tweets that not just Assad and Russia hunkered down and really in increased their attacks, but we also saw the IRGC. Right. And, and we even saw um, the IRGC, the uh, proxy, Lawan Imam al Hussein. they announced their involvement after yes. President Trump's tweet. I mean, that, that's pretty bold. And to be clear to our, our listeners, the IRGC is, is Iran, essentially. A yeah. And this was exactly why many of us back in 2011 we're very concerned about ignoring the Syrian conflict because, because what is true now was true then. Syria has dangerous friends, dangerous proxies in Iran and Hezbollah. This is why Israel has ramped up its interest in Syria. How does Iran complicate the equation for us? Because we're engaged in our own stuff with Iran now. Yeah, well, you know, uh, we seem to also think that Russia can control Iran, and Russia can, can tell Iran, hey, uh, you know, get out of Syria if that's what, what's negotiated. But Russia has no control over Iran. Well, and who's negotiating? Is anyone negotiating? I mean, we saw just yesterday that supposedly there's a quote-unquote ceasefire uh, that Russia and Turkey brokered uh, between 
um, Assad and the opposition forces. Mm. But I think that's really a farce. I, I think that is the same uh, template, the same game plan that we saw from the Assad regime uh, before. Yeah. Uh, they, use, they use these ceasefires in order to... Uh, stall. Yeah, just really stall, right. let themselves gather... Uh, and and buy time, buy time, and get ready for a massive assault. We saw it in Homs. We saw it in every every single mm. major offensive against opposition strongholds. Um, and now we're seeing the same exact game plan here in Idlib. So we know that the, that they're ramping up yeah. to really come down with with a massive slaughter of Syrian civilians. I, I'm talking to Bassam Rafai. He's the spokesperson for Syrian American Council and is national board member. Um, one of the solutions we've been suggesting are enforced safe zones inside Syria so that refugees can go home. Is that still a viable political solution in your mind? It's the only viable political solution right now to, to save Idlib. Again, Idlib is the only stronghold left. If we don't create a safe zone for Idlib, then those people are going to be left for dead, and the remainder of them are going to be coming into the rest of the world. Um, you know, there, there's there's no other way. But we saw in the two, the September 2018 uh, deal with Russia the de, the so-called de-escalation zones. Russia is already they they violated that ceasefire. Right. So there's nothing to hold them to having the ceasefire now. We have to take strong action in creating these safe zones. We also have to hit Russia on an economic, on a, on an yep. economic base, as well as, I mean, we just saw some sanctions against Samar Foz, this financier, right. the Syrian financier who uh, has been profiting off of, off of the war and profiting uh, off of the lives of Syrians for so right. many years. We finally sanctioned him, and we need more of that. Uh, we need to really hit them where it hurts. They're they're from from a financial standpoint, they're yeah. struggling right now. And if we continue with that, well, we can finally create the political will for the Assad regime to actually negotiate. Well, the 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 Caesar bill, which we've talked about a number of times on on Weekend Warriors, um, which sanctions Assad for for war crimes, that's still languishing in Congress. It had bipartisan support. Um, how important is that next step? Oh, my God. The Caesar bill is so important. Uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's bounced around in Congress and in Senate uh, for a number of years now, which is uh, quite incredible considering that it has yeah. bipartisan support. Um, but somehow it just doesn't have the political will to, to get through. Uh, you know, it's been going through procedural rows um, and that's, I, I think that's sad, a sad state of our, of our Congress, a sad state of our Senate to see, uh, such an important piece of legislation, uh, still sit there and, and not be able to take action on that. Uh, but it's something that we need to work on now. And it's something that's incredibly crucial at this point. Bassam, you're, you're a great spokesperson for the Syrian American Council, and I work with them a lot. I'm, I'm just curious, though. This, you know, off script, I didn't really have this in mind. I'm just curious, how did you come to this issue? Why is this important to you? Well, I'm, I'm Syrian American. I'm the only one in my family born here in the United States. And uh, I feel a very strong connection to both my countries, to, to, my, to my American side, of course, but also to my Syrian side. I spent my summers in Syria. I've lost my family in Syria. I've lost my friends in Syria. You know, my family, my, my own family have become refugees. Um, 
you know, and, and beyond that, it's a global issue. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really not just a Syrian issue. This is a global issue. What Assad is doing is he's creating a blueprint for dictators all over the world in order to create havoc, in order to create control over their, over their, their territory. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they're not a ruler. They're not leaders. They are brutal dictators. Mm-hmm. And, and, that's, and Assad is telling these dictators all over the world, hey, here's what you can do, and you can operate with impunity. And as long as you don't push these limits, I mean, we saw when as soon as he used chemical weapons, well, that's when we hit him with uh, Tomahawk missiles. Mm -hmm. You know, we hit him one time with Tomahawk missiles and it was really more of a, you know, uh, of a show of force, but but with nothing behind it. Uh, We never followed up after after the fact. And we just said, hey, don't use chemical weapons. And he knows that's his line, mm-hmm. right? So if that's, if that's what he needs to do, that's fine. He'll go ahead and kill people with, uh, with every other weapon that he has, and that's what he's doing. You know, we just celebrated, commemorated, remembered D-Day and its 75th anniversary. I'm wondering, you know, I rattle off these stats so often. It seems cold um, and callous because they're just numbers, but they're, they're really— um, mind-blowing when you think about it. 500,000 people have died in this conflict, 50,000 of them children. That's numbers from like a year ago. It's, they're probably not even accurate anymore. Um, millions and millions displaced. I'm wondering what you think. You know, you and I won't be here, but in 75 years, what do you think we'll be remembering about this genocide? I mean, that's what scares me the most is the generation that's growing up. Right, the the young children who are being killed and being, you know, being left in a state of violence. That's all they. That's all these kids know. They are not going Torture, to school. violence, death. It's that's what they're surrounded by, and that's what they're going to know growing up. And how can you how can you rebuild a society when the when the next generation is completely surrounded by violence? And they know no one came. Nobody came to their aid. They know that the world is not listening to them. That's the worst part of it. Um, Bassam Rafai, I'm so glad you joined me again. And this, we need to cover this. We need to be relentless as people want to forget and put it away. It's still going on. We need to talk about it. I thank you for doing that with me. Um, I, I, I hope you come back. Uh, I wish you didn't have to, but unfortunately, I think you will. Uh, that's it for this episode of Weekend Warriors. I'm Essie Cup. Join us next time. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number Smart Beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So, you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.